Hello and welcome to our show, Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra, and today is my guest, Dr. Jack Kumar. Dr. Jack Kumar is the Managing Director and CEO of Venture International Seaport Limited, implementing India's deep water container transitment project and Venture and Thiruvanthpuram Kerala. He's also a member of Kerala Marine Time Board. Prior to this, he was the CEO of Pondicherry Port and SCG Company Limited, which was relinquished after having nine years recently. The government of Kerala has nominated him as the principal investigator for the proposed offshore wave energy project at Wisdom Coast. With three decades of experience in planning, design, and management of ports and harbor project in India and abroad, Dr. Jayakumar is topper of university in Kerala in civil engineering. So he passed his MTech from IIT Madras and government of Kerala is various capacity and worked in the private sector and shoot at the national and international level. Jayakumar was selected by the United States Department of Commerce for a special American business internship program in part development experts held in Washington, USA in October 2015. Recipients of several awards, he had the stint as advisor technical in West Port Malaysia, which is one of the most modern seaport in Asia, where he headed several projects, including the container transshipment terminal and was part of Malaysian delegation to develop port in other countries. Jakumar has been active member of various committee constitute at the state of the national level of port shipping, coastal protection and management, disaster management, and played a vital role in drafting the port and marine term infrastructure policy for the government of Kerala. He has, to his credit, numerous technical paper in national and international journal and conference proceeding and visited several ports, harbor, and marine time facility within India and abroad. So today, I would like you to help me to welcome Dr. Jay Kumar in our show. Hello and welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya. Thank you so much for joining today and accepting my request. Yes, good morning, Priya. Let me thank you for inviting me to this wonderful session. I'm very much delighted to interact with you right now. Thank you. And so the question here is that I know you have a, a very long history in the industry you are in into and you have been a very consistent and persistent and your contribution is amazing in this industry. How would you like to define your journey? How did you start it? I think it's a very, very, uh, what do you call it, difficult uh, question to answer. Uh, but uh, I started, it's a coincidence uh, get, uh, getting into the maritime sector because after my uh, studies, my engineering uh, graduation, um, I happened to um, get an uh, opportunity to work in the harbor engineering department of Kerala government. Mm -hmm. It's basically uh, planning and designing small craft harbors for uh, fishing activity. Right. And more boat activity. So I, uh, when I joined, I didn't initially I didn't have any um, affection towards uh, any particular area. So when I joined this organization, I thought there are a lot of immense opportunities, and I started developing passion into this. And then I pursued my higher studies, acquiring my masters and uh, PhD in uh, the field of ocean engineering. And so I stuck to this particular field and. All the way through my journey, I am in the maritime sector uh, at various levels and at various uh, positions and at various places. I landed up here uh, to develop the William, which is at the southernmost tip of India, as right. a deep water transshipment terminal. Mm. That, that's interesting because I, I know you're uh, so far in government industry was particularly involved in developing the port and all, and I recently 
um, we got the private sector involved in that. So in this whole Vinjim port is actually is located at the historical place beyond that importance. What will be the economic impact of this, this particular port? Yeah, uh, historically, Vinjim has been reported as an international port of trade mm -hmm. from the century Christian era to the modern times. Right. Uh, however, our last uh, one or two generations you take, uh, they know William only as a fishing hamlet, which is 15 or uh, hardly 15 kilometers away from Tiruvannamalai, a city which is the capital of Kerala. Right. right. And excavations at William over the last few years have revealed its deep uh, entrenchment uh, in the maritime trade, especially with the Western world, and evidence of an unknown phase of William's history. Mm, mm. Other than the Deepwater International uh, Port, which is uh, uh, underway, William's twist with international maritime trade will gain significant momentum. That's what I see. Mm. And the economic impact, you, you talked about the economic impact, is quite uh, immense. Because if you want to really look at the economic impact, you must understand that 75% of India's transshipment occurs at the neighboring ports like Colombo, Dubai, Singapore, Sarala, Poklan, etc. Because mm -hmm. of the Indian transship cargo happens at Colombo. Because we don't have a deep water port to serve as a transshipment terminal. Uh, so we need to depend on, we are depending on neighboring ports, especially largely Colombo. Because uh, we don't have a, as I said, mentioned deep water port uh, where we are very close proximity to the international shipping roads. And as a result, our country loses um, about uh, 220 million US dollars by way of foreign exchange earnings, besides the additional container handling cost at the other transshipment ports. Therefore, India has awfully realized that a transshipment port is required for the country, and uh, uh, the answer is William beyond its historical importance. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of surprise that we have so many areas where we could have developed this whole um, deep water sea for a long time ago. I'm not sure why it was going so much towards the foreign um, influence on that, but amazing to see the growth you guys are doing and the work you are. I know Adani Group is actually involved in this uh, project and I, I know the historically they have done a many good job in a many different areas. 95% of India's trading by volume and 70% by volume is done through maritime transport. Obviously, this sector has a huge potential. However, the question is, what are the strengths of Vinjim Port to capture a slice of this huge business? Very nice question. See, primarily talking about the strength of Vinjim, uh, it's the strategic location where Vinjim is. Right. Because look at India, William is at the bottom end of the funnel. Mm. It's V-shaped. Uh, we have a very long coastline of 7,517 kilometers, started mm. 12 major ports and to, uh, around 200 uh, non-major ports. Right. So major and non-major doesn't signify the uh, size of the port, but major ports are those which come under the government of India and non-major ports come under the respective maritime state governments. Right. So if you look at the, the strength, first and foremost is the 
location, strategic location. Right. This location has the uh, very important shipping lanes uh, around the world, mm-hmm. which uh, um, uh, I think tra- transport 30% of the world's uh, cargo. Right, right. The second thing is, uh, these shipping lanes are just 10 nautical miles away, and you have large water depths very close to Vietnam coast. Mm-hmm. That is, nautical mile, you have 18 to 20 meters water depth. Mm-hmm. And uh, William, as I mentioned earlier, it is located centrally along the coast. And another uh, natural advantage is the mi- minimal littoral drift, that is sand movement, unlike other uh, locations. So as a result, you have very little maintenance dredging to carry on. So the expensive maintenance dredging is almost nil at this location. So these are the primary strengths right. uh, as far as Belgium is concerned. Very, very interesting fact you like, brought it because majority of the ports is struggling in terms of having a huge maintenance cost from that area, if I know correctly. And I also, so when you bring that um, concept that low maintenance, will will it offer a more affordable and comparative price compared when it comes to the trading and shipping from the local businesses or any any business across the India? Uh, certainly, this is one factor. Maintenance judging costs are very minimal. But at the same time, this is a uh, greenfield port and it's an artificial port. Mm. Because open course where you need to have basic infrastructure like the breakwater to, yeah. provide, to provide a tranquil area for the uh, craft to come inside or the vessels to come inside and do the uh, cargo loading and unloading the activities. Yeah. So this breakwater, this is since it has to pass through very large water depths, it's a very, very uh, expensive affair. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, and it's a camera and especially uh, this coastal area is landlocked. Yeah. So well, the uh, location of the port facilities have to be on a reclaimed area. So here, the reclamation costs are also high. So that means the initial capital cost for putting up a port at this location is high. As a result, it is not viable. Right. So in the long run, you have to make it viable. And the government of India and government of Kerala has stepped in to provide viability gap funding to support the project. So the, to make the project viable. Mm. So you this thing whether maintenance cost is high or initial cost is high, it's it's viable. You know, you can't claim on that pricing war on that sense, right? Yes, so pricing. You of course because you need to compete with the neighboring transshipment ports. You are pricing. You have to keep your price very low. So yes. then. Government, uh, somebody has to offer subsidies or viability gap to uh, infuse funds so as to uh, do all the basic infrastructure. Here, if you look at Guinean, uh, government of Kerala, uh, besides providing viability gap funding, is providing all sorts of uh, investment for power, water, uh, uh, then the local land acquisition, the uh, cost of breakwater is funded by the breakwater uh, of the government of Kerala. Right. So, uh, if you look at Birmingham, almost 67% of the investment is from the government. Mm. So, government has stepped in to provide uh, the basic infrastructure in order to bring in uh, a port developer to develop the port and thereby uh, create uh, ambience or environment for industries to come in. That's how. Uh, the, uh, the government has done a proactive work in this area, in this direction. 
I'm sure Kerala, I mean, if this port is there and if Kerala government is giving the ease to business uh, environment, I'm sure it will be a very life-changing and game-changing situation for business tradies, you know, people who are tra trading international uh, on the international water. How do you think like Kerala already has a global recognition and well-connected seaport in Cochin and the largest international container transportation terminal in India? Can two seaports coexist in a small state like Kerala? Very nice question. We, we used to get uh, uh, these sort of questions quite frequently. Yes, it's a fact that Cochin is well-connected, globally recognized, and it's a class port serving the, the region and the vast hinterland. If you look at the vessel sizes, uh, 10, year, 10 to 15 years back and now, it has uh, the size of uh, mother vessels, especially container transshipment uh, vessels, yeah. are very large in size now. Yeah. Very difficult at Cochin due to limitations of water depth. The international container transshipment terminal, Walla Park, I mean, Cochin was conceived and developed. The mother vessels were the sizes up to to 8,000 TUs only, which require water depth in the port less than 14.5 meters. Yeah. Which the dredging at Cochin Port was not techno, techno economically feasible. Mm -hmm. That was the difficulty uh, in um, Cochin Port uh, to um, be a predominant player in the transit and business right now. Right. So, will you gain significance because? If you look at the world's largest container vessel plying in this part of the uh, world, it is of the order of 24,000 TUs, which require uh, about 18 to 19 meters, 20 meters water depth, which right. is available at Vilnium. Mm -hmm. So that catch uh, at Vilnium. So, of course, Wallampadam or uh, in Cochin Port mm -hmm. can also share the transshipment business depending upon the vessel sizes, besides being a good feeder. Right. So, I mean, what I would like to say is both William and Cochin can coexist in a healthy manner. That's right. what I'd like to put it across. Yeah, that's interesting to hear because I know it's already growing market and there is a huge requirement. I think India requires more and more connectivity and which government of India is working very well. I know with the other private sectors and opening up to the private sectors are going to be very amazing to see the growth in this particular se sector, I believe. So, you know, in historically, seaport in India have been developed and managed by the government of India. However, in recent year, a member of port have been like developed by a private players and through in public private partnership. The Vengeance Port is being established through a partnership with the Adani Group. Do you see this as a welcome shift in policy? Definitely. See, in India, post liberalization in the 1990s, right. the privatization program was flagged off in the year 1997. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, both the central and state governments have ventured into port development and operation uh, on public private partnership basis. Right. Started with uh, very uh, small numbers. Uh, the Central Planning Commission has uh, brought out guidelines and model concession agreements to suit uh, the central government as well as the state government boards. Right. So, uh, to follow suit, uh, government of Kerala, through a very transparent bidding process, uh, selected a private developer, Adani Ports and Special Economic Zone, uh, as the 
uh, to develop a region both on a public-private partnership. That is on a design, build, finance, operate, and transfer basis. Right. Association was signed with Adani, uh, this particular group, which is underway. It is a welcome shift in the policy, I would say. Right. So in, in like in industry development, Kerala has an imagine image problem as a not a very investor friendly state so now that adani one of the india's most successful industrial group is playing a role in the vinjam seaport and also in the management of uh, tiruvanthapuram airport can we say that these developments will help to create a brand kerala itself again that is history kerala had an history of uh, not investor friendly and all but that is totally changed kerala yes. is an investor friendly state Government of Kerala has uh, taken many honest and proactive steps to improve ways of doing business in the state. Right. And, uh, we, the uh, government of Kerala, has identified certain priority sectors in the state uh, as the key drivers for the growth in the coming years. And development of ports is one of the priority sectors. The right. state government has proposed schemes for subsidies, grants, and other stops to promote and encourage investments. Mm -hmm. Also, as I mentioned earlier, government of Kerala, along with the government of India, has uh, come out with a viability cap funding in the form of a grant uh, to uh, support uh, the developer, Mr. Sadani, uh, William Port Private Limited, to develop this port. So, Kerala has transformed itself as an emerging destination for investment with its advantages of abundant skilled labor excellent industrial infrastructure right. and industrial-friendly roads. So certainly uh, features and developments to help to create a new brand Kerala, which is in the offing, I believe. Interesting. And I, I feel like a lot of uh, state government is working towards that and it's kind of a healthy uh, competition going on from the dis different state level to become better in, in their own, own criteria. Is it claim that in like Vinjam port can attract large share of the container transshipment traffic which is now being diverted to Colombo, Singapore and Dubai it can also ensure that the badly needed economic development of India other than opening up immense job opportunity can you elaborate on that this yeah see Vinjam port upon uh, development would be able to bring back a large share of the container transshipment uh, traffic which is now being handled at Colombo, Singapore and Dubai and other ports like Port Lang and all. So unlike the transshipped cargo at least being uh, carried by feeder vessels to other ports in the country from other ports, right. cargo from Belgian port can be transported to several parts within the country by road and rail. Uh, so this will trigger economic development along these roads. That is one way of uh, economic development. Right. This transshipment the port would open up new vistas for development, uh, including large and medium industries coming up in the region, yeah. and, um, maritime cluster, um, shipbuilding and uh, um, repairing, which is also being planned, cruise vessel operation, uh, coastal shipping, bunkering, tourism, etc. Right. So this all open up new areas for investment. Further, the government of Kerala is coming up with a uh, outer area growth corridor consisting of an 80 kilometer uh, long road bypassing Thiruvannaram city and with uh, zones on uh, uh, different sides on either side of the road for various developments for industries 
recreational, commercial, educational zones like that. So all these put together is, uh, if you look at, are going to propel the socio-economic growth of the not only the state but the whole of the country. Yeah. Learn part of India. Interesting, and it means as you are suggesting that is it gonna be like more of a uh, what we call Sagarmala Road or the road ring road which is gonna created? Will it connect the other part of the India? And this particular road which I mentioned now it's a state government project which is bypass Thiruvannam city. But whereas uh, government of India has planned a, a dedicated East Coast Economic Corridor from Vaisak to Chennai and from Chennai to Tutukurin. Wow. So part of Kerala is planning to or, uh, to take up uh, uh, extending the road from Tutukurin to Viridham, which will definitely uh, be a Sagar Mala or a stream which can propel the socio-economic growth along the coastal uh, regions, be it east coast or west coast of the country. Interesting. I mean, it's really going to be an interesting shift of the business in and positioning ourselves in international market. You know, as I can see, it's a lot of things are happening. And what should know, what we we should explore more and what should know where, how uh, India is getting ready for becoming, you know, really a good power player, uh, I would say, in the trade market. And do you think having that strategic location is going to actually shift towards more of an African market and, you know, will be will it be easy to transport to the uh, European zone or Asian zone after all that uh, completion of the project? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, if you look at the shipping lanes hugging Vietnam and as well as Colombo too, these, uh, this, these uh, shipping lanes um, carry 30% of the world cargo, which is actually from the uh, uh, European side Suez Canal, to the Suez Canal route, yeah. from the Middle East side, towards uh, to the Far East, like China, Kong, uh, Japan, and uh, so, so on and so forth. So we are uh, definitely uh, in the uh, way forward uh, to uh, position India in the maritime map of the world uh, and see uh, how best we can, uh, in fact, establish and improve the trade relations with other countries uh, in terms of maritime trade. Um, and um, definitely our foreign exchange earnings and uh, the annual foreign trade also will definitely um, will grow exponentially, I would say. Yeah, interesting. Thank you so much for joining it and explaining all that. I'm sure there will be like, uh, there will be a huge excitement about that. People are actually looking up to that uh, area of, you know, I know Chennai has been a financial hub and this is going to be a really, uh, you know, whole shipping uh, ease of business and all this is going to change a whole demographic of India, especially South India is so much needed at this space. Thank you so much. But before you go, I would like to say, ask you one last question. What would you like to say the people, younger generation wants to join this uh, at this stage and start their career and follow your path? See, uh, I would uh, simply put it like this. If you look at the earth, about 76%, I would say, yeah. is covered by water. Mm -hmm. uh, the land is only only 25%. Right. And we have almost harnessed the uh, land area. So it's high that we attack the oceans. So definitely maritime sector gives a lot of opportunity, not only in terms of the interface development, but also 
uh, developing offshore islands, uh, on mining, and now for energy supplies, uh, oceans, we'll have to depend on the oceans for looking at carbon neutral uh, energy, um, setting aside the fossil fuels and things like that. So definitely uh, it's a way forward and there are exciting opportunities waiting for younger generations uh, to look at uh, into the maritime sector. So I would like to urge the younger generation, uh, people to uh, look at opportunities in the maritime sector, take up courses uh, in the maritime sector to excel their career knowledge and expand their knowledge and to work in this particular field, which is quite exciting and a lot of opportunities are awaiting. Yeah, and I, I can see that, you know, if education uh, and government office in India will advertise towards more the words there, we can generate more than IT people in this area. We have a huge scope coming up, isn't it? So thank you. Thank you so much for joining in. It was thank very you. Thank you. Thank you, Priya, for giving me this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.